Everyone, welcome, hello, and well, it's good to be back for the fourth season here, and the second episode now in this season with uh, my friend Dave over in Korea, um, who, uh, if you're listening to this and you've listened to previous seasons, you might recognize him from the uh, uh, conversation we had about masculinity, uh, which I thought was an extremely interesting topic. And uh, I got a lot of insights, and I hope you listeners did as well. And uh, now he's back again, and we're, today we're going to talk about uh, basically forming habits, right? How does that sound, Dave? Yeah, that sounds great, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hello to everybody listening, and I uh, hope you're keeping well back in Sweden, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. It's going well over here. So Good stuff, yeah. good stuff. All right, so... Be, when I when I was thinking about this uh, episode we were going to do, when I thought about habits, first of all, there are two things that comes to mind. First of all, it's uh, kind of the physical aspect of forming habits, like how our bodies get used to a certain programming, a certain routine, kind of like going on autopilot. That's the image that I had. But also the mental aspect of forming habits, like the idea of wanting to form a habit, the idea of wanting to break a habit. And I think there's a cooperation there that's very interesting between the physical and the mental. Um, so I just want to start off by asking you, Dave, like, what are your thoughts on habits in general when you think about it? Yeah, I, I think the topic of the topic of habits is uh, it's a very interesting one, um, Daniel, because so we're, we're recording this now in February and I'm sure you've seen this over the years that if you go to a gym in January, it's absolutely packed. It's absolutely, and it's the same in, in February. It's a, it's a little less busy. It's still quite busy, but that, that initial rush of people that you see in January, by the time you get to June, half, half of them are gone. And I've, I've always been fascinated with topics like why is it that some people maintain the New Year's resolution or maintain the new uh, healthy healthy diet habit they have or, or what, whatever it is uh, they may be trying to change in their life? And why is it that some people fail to do that? So that's that's yeah top, habits is a really it's a really, really interesting one. And I, and I, you mentioned there, Daniel, about getting your body ready to, uh, to, to do something uh, every day, a, a big, yeah, absolutely like you're training your body up, but a big part of it is, of course, is training your mind to form good habits. Right. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, it's quite a difficult topic because it's, it's actually something we're living through every day. I mean, we all have habits, whether we want it or not. And, mm -hmm. uh, since we're so integrated into these habits that we're living, because we just basically think we're living our life. This is our life that we're living, right? But it's made up of all of these small habits and perhaps a few gaps in between where we're able to make new decisions. Um, so it can be quite dangerous when you dive into a habit and you don't really know that it's a habit that you're doing and you don't know how to change it. And you can get stuck in a very messy place, a very dark place, because you can have good habits and you can have toxic habits. Um, for example, one thing that I uh, had problems with a lot last year was uh, having a very bad sleeping schedule. That was one of my most toxic habits. So I kind of formed an idea throughout the year of what it's like to break a toxic habit that's affecting your life in negative ways and really how to kind of make the switch, become aware of it and um, change it for the better. 
Uh, I don't know if there's any specific habits you've gone through, Dave, where you have felt like this is something that I need to change or this is something that I know I'm really doing well. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's just like yourself, Daniel, there's there's habits that you're you're really proud of that you want to maintain and maybe you want to build on those habits. And almost everybody I know, they, they have some habit that they want to break. There's something that they, they do that they... They, they want to get rid of uh, yeah sleep sleep is an important one as well like that's I think that's a big one for many people in the world we live in today because of technology and the constant distraction of apps on your phone and um, that eating that then that then results in a bad sleeping habit at night so yeah of, of course like this but it's everything everything is a habit everything is a habit like the you're you you don't it's only when you really delve into it that you realize oh hang on a second this is just a really bad habit i've right. developed and you have to kind of you have to take a really really good look at yourself and look deep inside and say okay what is really going on here how how have i developed this bad habit and of course you can look at your good habits as well and maybe apply some of apply some of the things you've used to form good habits and use them to break bad habits yeah right exactly um and making that distinction, like you said, between the good and the bad habits. But how, how do you think that we become aware? Like, what is, what is it that causes us to become aware that we're having a bad habit? Do you think, like, we have to kind of hit rock bottom? Or some people, they might become more aware, like, easily? I don't know. What do, what do you think? What is that thing? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. It's um, yeah, I, I would I would think self awareness is a is a big part of it. You know, maybe maybe one day somebody doesn't take the the elevator and they have to walk up to their office or they have to walk up to their apartment and they suddenly realize you know that they're in terrible shape. Like it, it can come as a shock or it can be something very gradual. Um, it's, uh, most people I. I think more people react to the negative. It's it's like they they it's not that they want to be healthy. They don't want to be unhealthy anymore, and then they go about changing their their exercise routine, their exercise habits, and their eating habits. Uh, but usually, usually it's a it's a negative it's a negative shock. Some something happens, and then they, they, there's a sudden realization: I've got to, I've got to change. I've got to change my habits, and I got to do it as soon as possible. Otherwise, this is this is going to start affect my life in negative ways. Right. Yeah, I also believe that. Like when you start to see perhaps the effects of a negative habit, because first, when you're in in it and you don't see any negative effects of it, like in your external world. Uh, then you might think, well, then it's not a problem, you know, because nothing is going on that's negative around me, really. You know, it's all cool. It's all cool until perhaps something happens. Because even if we might feel bad, we know we feel bad about a certain habit we have and we want to quit it. Um, that can perhaps not be enough. That perhaps is not enough just to know it, you know, because we know what we should not do in our life, but still we do it at times. Um, mm. so it's kind of interesting that we can, we can know it at the same time, uh, but not really care about it until, like you said, there is something negative that happens and it has an impact on perhaps something we find very valuable, perhaps our relationships or perhaps, uh, our weight or whatever it might be. Um, and then 
when we actually see it, when we can kind of feel it, then I think is uh, when people really make that change. But that, of course, does not guarantee that there will be a change because there, there is an entire process of twi turning it around and uh, that can be very difficult. But sure. Uh, yeah. And, and Daniel, you can also, a big part of it can depend on your environment. So here in South Korea, if you're on the subways, it is completely silent. Everybody is on their smartphone and there is no awareness of the of their environment around them. So it's, it's quite common to see people that uh, they're on their smartphone and they're, they're so, they just have this habit of diving into their phone and of course they end up missing their their subway stop like they're they're just they're completely unaware but it's everybody does it so it's not people just don't see a problem with it because when they look around the subway train everybody is on their phone you know everybody is uh they're, they're somewhere else they're on youtube or whatever it may be so yeah, yeah, you have to like, for example, for me, I wanted to spend less time on my phone. And it was only when I, I, I bought a dumb phone, like an old, like a, a kind of a, like a Nokia phone, a button phone. And it was only when I went on the subway, then I kind of realized, I said, oh, wow, actually, I, I would bring a book on the subway. And like bringing a book on the subway in, in Korea is kind of this kind of this really unusual thing. It's like people have never seen a book on the subway before. They're so used to taking out their, their phone. They have this habit of just automatically taking out their phone so uh, what i what i will do is i will have my i'll take my book out of my bag bef and before i go through the the, the turnstile before i uh, swipe my car to go on the train i am ready to read the book so everything is everything is set up and it's just yeah as soon as i get on to get onto the train i'm i'm reading that book and i get 30 minutes 30 minutes of reading done every day on my daily commute. So again, there's all, there's all these different ways and different things that you might want to change in your life. Mm. Ah, so you mean that you have like a little ritual before like reading the book, like you make sure that you take out the book from your bag before you, you put your card there. Is that what, if I understood yep. you right, like, all right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's that the, the, the card hitting the, the turnstile, that's the cue. So like the sound of uh -huh. the sound of, you know, you walk through the turnstile and it's like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm not going to look at my phone now until I get to my destination. I'm going to mm -hmm. read this book 30 minutes. And uh -huh. it's just because there's, there's already a habit there. The habit is, the habit is swiping your, 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 uh, your card, your subway card, that is the habit. You, you, you have to do that to get onto the subway. So what you can do then is you can build on that. So the, the, the sound of the card, uh, the kind of the, the beep you hear, that's your cue then to like, oh, it's, uh, it's reading time, you know? And uh, you, yeah, you just, uh, you have everything ready. Then you have your book in your bag and you just, you just read it on the subway. And it doesn't matter if you get a chair or if you're standing. Yeah, nice. it's just. It, it sounds like there's some sort of like classic conditioning going on, like, like you said, with the sound, <laughs> you, you kind of get activated, like, oh, okay, time to read a book. And you get into that habit. That's a very, very cool way. So what do you think is your re reward from doing that? Because what you're explaining reminds me of a concept called the three R's of habit formation. And it's ritual, routine, and then reward. So what do you feel would be your reward from doing something like that? Is it like the feeling that you completed the, the habit? Or is it something else? Uh, yeah, it's like it's the your 
so I, I have a goal of uh, reading a book a week. Now, sometimes it, I'll be honest, it doesn't always work out. It's like some books take longer to get through. It might be, it might take two weeks to get through a particular book. But the reward is at the end of the week is I've, I've another book completed and I've learned, you know, another valuable lesson I can, I can apply to my life. And it's just, there's, there's also, there's a, there's a reward from feeling you're, you're more in the moment. You're more in the moment. I think when you're away from your technology and you're reading a book and cause, cause that's the other thing as well is I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be more aware the subway stop. So like my stop is coming up next and trying to like almost in my mind, remember the, remember the subway map. It's like, okay, I need to change to this station. I need to go to this platform. So, mm-hmm. And, and of course, this is something that just people did before, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's just, there's multiple different, the same, same way if you have, if you develop a habit of going to the gym every day, you're going to get rewards, you're going to get health rewards of going to the gym every day. So, um, yeah. Right. That, that's very cool. Um, so, so when you plan, do you have any, I mean, we don't have to dive into all of your habits, but I just wonder if, um, you have a specific, uh, way of setting goals like do you follow certain like you said monthly goals or weekly goals because reading a book was one but do you usually do that uh, with things around yeah. your life that's it so so I, I i set a goal and then after i set the goal i try and figure out a way to incorporate that into my life so you set the goal and then you kind of develop the habit around around the goal so so for example reading a book reading a book uh, you, there's you could have make sure the book is there's a book in your bag that you want to get through you can have a book uh, by your uh, on your bedside locker that it's just it's very easy it's very easy yeah. to 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 continue this new habit you develop and uh, actually a great book um, it's kind of interesting because we're, we're talking about this uh, great book I finished last month was Atomic Habits by James Clear. I might have mentioned it in previous podcasts, but if, if anybody is listening today and you don't know where to start with forming a- habits, I would highly recommend Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a, it's a fantastic book, very easy to read. He, he talks about his journey and how he, he, uh, formed successful habits and and how how to how to make sure that habits stay in your life and and again it's not everybody has this everybody has this uh idea in their mind it's like so the new year's resolution oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the gym every day these huge habits but yeah. you know james clear he makes it you got you have to take these tiny steps and like it's all these small improvements that's going to lead to uh huge improvements in your life so, but again, you have to, you, he talks about the key aspects uh, of making, uh, of successful habit change in your life. So okay. if, if you want to actually, Daniel, I can, I can go through some of the points in the book, if that would be, if you think that would be interesting for your, for your Ooh, yeah, listeners. That would be very interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay so, yeah, so, so the first, the first thing in the book he talks about when you, when you want to make a new habit is you have to make it obvious. Like it has to be, it has to be so obvious that you can't ignore it. So, for example, for you, you know, if you're going to do your uh, judo practice, you have your gear bag uh, with all, all everything you need for the judo practice, and it's there at the door. It's all, it's all ready to go. So, all when you're going out the door in the morning, you're going to work, and you want to go to, you want to go to judo practice after work. You just, you just grab the, grab the gear bag, 
and you don't think about it. You, you, you don't overthink things. It's all, it's all ready to go. Um, and I, I'm not a big fan of technology, but there are, there are a lot of benefits uh, with the smartphone. You can have a, a, a daily reminder on your phone to, for example, to practice a language um, and just make, make the habit, whatever it is you're trying to change, make the new habit obvious make them new obvious so that's that's the first that's the first cue and, and if 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 people are maybe if they're forgetting about their habit it's probably because the habit isn't obvious so another one would be um you're you're working in a company in stockholm and you want to go to the gym pick a gym that you have to walk past every day Right. Don't don't pick but don't pick a gym that's um, out of sight. Like something that is just it's so there's that daily reminder that you you walk past the gym on the way to work or you walk past the gym on the way home. So that's your that's your cue to remember. It's like oh yeah, I need to go to the gym. You know, it's it's easy to remember. You've got the visual cue, and that and that way then it'll be much easier to maintain uh, the habit. So that's that's the first that's one of the one of the main things he talks about in that book, Atomic Habits, is make it obvious. Wow. Yeah, I, I never heard that about the uh, visual cue. That's very interesting. Um, uh, I, I thought it was more like cues in general, but it's cool that you can like, if you have something that's a part of your daily like route or whatever, then that can be more integrated into your life. I don't really, if that, if I understood it right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Cool, cool. Um, uh, like Daniel, for, for example, you're, you're working in an office and you're you're uh, you go to your job, but you're you're also trying to eat healthy. And someone in the office, you know, it's, it might be an act of kindness. It's they they bring in a, a big box of chocolates or snacks or something like that, and they leave it. They leave it in the just as you walk into the office, like it's right in the middle where everyone sees it, and everyone has to walk by it every day. So, you, what, what's going on there now is you have you you know you have your you have your goal. You are, you have your, you have your goal of eating healthy and you have your, this is your new habit. I'm going to eat healthy every day. And then suddenly the, you've got this big box of, you know, there's a box of chocolates in the middle of the, in the middle of the office. So th that's an example of how a, a good habit can be broken, you know, cause it, it's, it's, uh, what the cue is right there in front of you. Now, now if you wanted, if you said, okay, I'm going to eat an apple a day. So what you do is you just, you know, you buy a box of apples and you, you leave them somewhere where you see them every day, like uh, on the desk or somewhere in the kitchen in a, in a fruit bowl. And it's like, it's, it's so obvious that it's like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll just have an apple. It's, it's right there. I'm just going to have an apple. So again, any, when you're talking about making a, a new habit, so like the cue to make it obvious will help you build a new habit. But you can, if you reverse that, if you flip that, if you, if you don't make, if you can make a bad habit, uh, if you can hide a bad habit. So like, again, you know, you, you eat too much chocolate. Well, just put it at the, put it at the bottom of the fridge. Anything sweet, just put it, put it out of your, out of your sight. And that will help you break a bad habit. Oh, right, right. So like if you would be a smoker, for example, you mean like you should not have like a lighter in your house or something? Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's pack of cigarettes. Yeah, like hi, hide it. Yeah, you can. You can any anything like that. Just uh, just break it. Just break break right. the uh, break the queue. Break the queue. 
uh, like just yeah. make make it make it very difficult to pick up on those cues. Right, because I, I remember one time there was I don't need any candy. I don't like candy at all. But for some people, that seems to be like a big deal. <laughs> and there was a person who asked me. It was a long time ago. Like, why do you never have any candy? Like, why do you never eat candy? And I just said like, because I never buy it. You know, because I, mm. I never have it in my house, and I don't walk past it in the store. I never go to that se- section, anyways, and I don't pay attention to it. It's not like I, because if I would start, you know, like integrating candy more into my life, I would probably start eating candy e- every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know, but, but, so it's like since it's not a part of my like visual field or any sort of field in my life at all. It's just not there, and it cannot become a habit in in that sense. So, right, right. Just like taking a distance from those negative, whatever you might call negative, habit. Um, that's a great way. And, and and Daniel, like your example there, the candy. Like I, I feel sorry for people. Like some some people, they they set out a goal, like oh, I'm going to eat candy, and they they fail after a few weeks, and. It's very important when you're forming new habits or you're forming new goals. You have to be, you don't beat yourself up. There, There's an entire industry in the world that revolves around tempting people. So there, there is a reason why candy is the last thing you see before you check out of a, a supermarket. You know, they've, they've got the, those right, kind of right. candy stands um, yeah. because you know, you're you're waiting in the queue. There's, there's five or six people in front of you and you're just staring at that candy. You're staring at the candy for like five or ten minutes uh, before before you get to uh, check, uh, check out the things you bought. And you just, people just end up end up buying things. And, but like what you said there, just if you don't have it in your house, it's it's not there to remind you, you know, it's not, it's not calling mm. out to you like, Oh, I think I'll have some chocolate now. So, yeah. So you can it, do, do like, obviously you can't change the layout of the supermarket, but you can take steps to, to tailor your environment, be the architect of your environment and tailor it to suit your new goals and your new habits. So like Daniel, like, so if, if you want to eat healthy and you want to um, avoid uh, buying candy, Look around your neighborhood. Like, see, see if there is a, a market that just sells fruit and veg. Don't go to the supermarket where you might feel like, oh, if I go to the supermarket, now I'm going to end up buying cakes and sweets. Look, change, change your environment. Try something new. Go to a go to a shop that just sells fruit and veg, and mm. that way, then you won't have the temptation. Everybody has limited willpower. There's a there was a book written recently called. Uh, uh, sorry, no, sorry to use a bad word on, on your show, Daniel, but there was a book called The, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And yeah. it, it's an interesting book, but the, the, the main, the main uh, point behind the book is that you have, you have limited, um, you've limited willpower and you, uh, you've limited things that you should care about. Uh, so a, lim- a limited, a li- he calls it like a limited amount of fucks you should care about in the world. So like every time you walk past that, uh, bowl that uh, you know the, the the box of chocolates or whatever it is that might be tempting you that's constantly eating into your willpower and sooner or later if you start work at nine and you finish at five sooner or later you're going to start you're going to start eating those chocolates so just mm-hmm. do what you can to 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 remove them out of your life just uh, get the cigarettes out of your life get the candy out of your life don't don't make the cues obvious if you're trying to break a habit and make the cues obvious if you're trying to form a new habit right interesting <laughs> it's because many people perhaps uh, if they want to break a habit they sometimes focus more specifically 
on like forcing themselves to not do something. But the way that you explain it is like, no, change the environment, like change what's going on around you. And from the yep. environment, that's where you're forming the habits. So making your environment environment more positive and uh, well, certainly that's going to lead to a more positive life in that case. It's same, same like with the friends that you hang out with or the people that you're around or the work that you're in. You form a sort of a collective mentality almost because you're hanging out with certain types of people. And if you're only hanging out with people who you know, don't have any ambitions in life. They, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you might get tempted to go like follow the pack and uh, do what they do. And that's going to affect your life. And that might not even be a conscious decision. Sometimes, sometimes sure. the environment just it takes over our lives because of certain circumstances and so on. So becoming aware of the environment that we're living in and also becoming aware of the environment that we want to live in and making that distinction and moving towards it. That's, uh, I, I believe, a very important thing to do. Absolutely. As, and, and that's actually, Daniel, that's a really good point. Like when, when we talk about creating a better environment for forming better habits, there is this, you know, the, the obvious thing to talk about is like, okay, I won't have any chocolate in the fridge or I won't have any chocolate in the house or any sweets in the house. Uh, but mm. also your your social circle, like this is this is also your environment. This is your social environment. If you if you are with people that uh, their their lifestyle is completely opposite to yours, like if they're just eating junk food and they're they're not they're not living a healthy life, that will start to that will start to affect you. I mean, of course, if you're if you're taking care of your health, you might have a positive effect on them. But if the numbers are against you, that's going to take a, that's going to take a lot of work. And yeah. and it's just, it's the same. You know, if people people have this idea in their mind about I'm going to I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to. Uh, you know, lift all these weights for two hours every day. That's that's crazy. Like your habit should be just to get to the gym. Just just go to the gym. That should be your habit. And start mm. off small. Like if you if you say I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to walk in the treadmill for twenty minutes. I mean, that might sound ridiculous to someone who's uh, big into their sports. Oh, 20 minutes on a treadmill. What what is that going to do? It what it's going to do is it's going to sow the seeds for a better habit. You'll start to build on that then. You know, and uh, if uh, again the social circle, if you're if you're in the gym and you see everyone, you know, you you start to see familiar faces. They they become part of your environment. You're you're gonna you're gonna build on that. So it starts with twenty minutes on the treadmill, and then you go, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some weights now for twenty minutes. You know, and and then it 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 builds it all builds on that. So be very aware of your environment. Uh, change what you can. As I said, you can change the, the 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 you can change the structure of the supermarket, but you can change where you shop. That's something you can do. Right, right, right. And um, like you said, there are also the environment, like your social circle. I don't know what that depends on. Like, why is it like that that we form right away to, or not right away, but after some time to the people that we are around, perhaps something it's evolutionary in the mind, like you're, you need to adapt to your pack and uh, you perhaps need to uh, go up the hierarchy or something in it. I don't really know why, but it, it's just that we adapt and become a part of our environment. And that really tells us that we're, that we're very much a part of nature. 
And sometimes we tend to forget that because we tend to look at things in a very modern way. So we separate ourselves from nature, but we are controlled by nature itself. And um, that can be both good and bad. You know, if we're not aware of that, then that can take us to some bad places. But if we become aware of it, and like you said, we form the strategies around us, we become aware of these strategies, then we can use nature to our advantage for a better life, really. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. And, and Daniel, like, so uh, I'm in Korea, you're in Sweden. Like when people talk mm-hmm. about forming a more positive social circle, like doing this podcast, this is, a, this is a really good example of how you can use technology to really benefit your life, that you can, people listening to your podcast, they can, uh, you can form friendships with people outside of your initial social circle. So if you're in a small town in Korea or Sweden or uh, Ireland, wherever it may be, you can, it, it might be difficult to meet like-minded people but you know if people are tuning in they're listening to your podcasts and you know they can they can they can meet other people with very similar goals who are looking to improve their life you're not like that that is that is using technology for a for uh, a huge benefit you can form your new you, you use the word pack you can form your new pack of you know, ambitious people who are looking to do better in their life and, uh, you know, t- take steps to improve their life. So you're not, you're not restricted right. to where you are, to your specific location, not anymore with the, thanks to technology. Right, exactly. And that's a way that we can use technology to, uh, for a very good benefit as well. It's very tempting sometimes to use it uh, in a destructive way. Um, but uh, if we can use it to our advantage and actually... Uh, like you said, form better, stronger social bonds across the world, really, because we're not limited o- online. Yep. Um, and that's a great way also to like change our habits. You know, if we, the more that we, because I learn a lot from these episodes and these podcasts that I do. I mean, I learn a lot from people and uh, I start to change my life and see life in a different way. Um, so obviously it has some sort of effect, you know, even though we're, we cannot see each other, we're not physically like in the same location, um, but still there is um, a wisdom to be exchanged. And uh, that's always cool. That oh, yeah. Like that. So. Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel, when you were in uh, Korea, did you ever get to go to Namsan Tower? Did you get to visit, visit it when you were here? Yeah, I oh, went there. Great. great. Um, so I, I found out recently... Um, I I was doing a lot of cycling before, but there was this there was this app available where you would you would turn on, you would turn on this app you would activate this app and it would track how long it took you to cycle from one particular point to the top of Namsan Tower and mm-hmm. what this app did was a- anyone could sign up and it, it became a kind of a competition between all these different cyclists. It's like oh Dan- Daniel made it to the top there in twenty two minutes. Uh, two weeks ago, Dave did it in 21. Oh, but Daniel, Daniel now got it in, you know, 20 minutes this week. And it, I've met friends who, who, who took part in this competition. And actually, even though it was very, very competitive, uh, they ended up making very good friends with other people who were just 
taking part in this uh, cycling competition. So through the technology, which incentivized the better habit of, you know, training for this, uh, this particular cycle route and doing this once a week and trying to, trying to beat your score and trying to get to the top of the, there's like a listing of the, of the, the fastest, uh, the fastest cyclists who could get to the top of this hill. Um, so it's, it's kind of, maybe it's a bit difficult for your, for your listeners to understand. It's almost like this, it's kind of a spiral that goes around this mountain. And at the top of the mountain, there's this famous tower. So if anyone's listening, it's Namsan Tower. And it's, yeah, it's this road that goes around, but it's, it's a very, it's a difficult road to cycle up. It's just all the way uphill and it's, it's a tough one. So, but again, it's, it's an example of new community. You've got that comp- competitive uh, element to it, and uh, yeah, it's it's again, it's it's everyone is everyone is pushing each other to do to do better, and you wouldn't have that if you were on your own. So yeah, that's an example of forming a new and I like that word you use, Danny, a new a new pack. You know, look at it as a pack, like we're a pack, and we're gonna we're gonna do better. So nice, yeah. I always I followed the bus pack when I was going to go up to Namsan Tower, but uh, it sounds more healthy. <laughs> yeah. How, how quickly can I take the bus up to Namsan Tower? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but but cool. Daniel, actually, Daniel, another, uh, you know, we can, so that, that was the first thing about making things obvious. And another thing as well, if you want to form successful habits is make the routine of the habit easy. So um, Daniel, actually, I'll be curious, like say for you and uh, your you're training for the judo, like what you have some routine, maybe you're aware of it, maybe you're, or you're not aware of it. Like what is, do you know what your routine is for your regular practice for the judo? Or can you tell me about another habit that you might have? Like, what is your routine for it? I have a, uh, well, I have judo three times a week. Um, now I, I only train at one club for now. Uh, so you know, it's very basic, really. Uh, I mean, w- when you say routine, like, do you mean when I train judo or around the habit? or? What, so what, what's what's your cue for, okay, it's uh, it's time now to train for judo. Do you, is there, is the judo club, is it on your way? Is it on your way to work? Or do you have, do you have your bag packed the night before? Like, do you have any particular, right. any particular routine that you do? Yeah, so, um, I just, uh, I always have my bag ready you know, with my uh, judo gi and everything. Um, and then I walk for like seven minutes to the bus stop. And I always enjoy that walk. It's the same walk that I do on my way to the gym. And the gym and the judo is kind of connected. So I love walking there. Uh, and I take the bus and I, I enjoy the bus ride. Usually I just listen to music. And, and then I walk from the bus station to the, to the judo club. It's very, I know it sounds very basic. But for me, it's like such an obvious habit. And that, that route kind of reminds me that, all right, it's time to do judo in a very intense way. And right. uh, that's just my routine. And then my dad usually drives me home. And uh, that's it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So, so, for that, so uh, Daniel, that's a great example. Yeah. So like for you, for you it's not the, the judo club is way off in the distance. But the, the routine is that seven-minute walk. It's like, oh, time for my seven-minute walk. You know, it's uh, – yeah. but of course, like the seven-minute walk ends up with the bus journey and then ends up with another one. It, it, it eventually, it'll end up with the uh, getting to the judo club. And uh, so anyone listening, this, this is a great example. It's, it's not the habit of getting to the judo club. It's that seven-minute walk. It, that, it's the domino effect. It just – it eventually leads to the judo club. Yeah, exactly. And it's not a, 
like it's very cold outside these days and so on. But um, I mean, I, I don't suffer a bit going there. It's like I don't it doesn't even feel like I'm walking. here. It's just autopilot 100 percent because it's so like deeply rooted into my life. So it's just a very pleasant uh, thing to just walk there and uh, I don't really know how to explain it but those listeners who know like when you have a certain routine and you have a ritual before then you, you kind of know what it is it feels like you're doing something but you don't have to think at all about doing it because your body just knows 100% where to go it's like kind of like when you're driving a car and you're on your way to a, to a destination and your your mind gets lost somewhere you yeah. know you're thinking about something else and suddenly you're at your destination totally fine like, how the hell did that happen? Like, were you even <laughs> conscious when you were driving? Right. Until you got there, you know? So that's kind of how it is. Our body uh, knows what to do uh, when it's a habit. And that's a very relieving thing. It's like when I do judo throws, I don't need to think about pulling and pushing in the right direction and placing my legs. You know, I don't need to think about all that. When I practice for it, like when I did not know it, I need the... I, I was in need of the details, but now I'm not because it's just automatic. Right. And that's really the cool thing when something can become automatic because that's really when we master it. Um, yes. Yeah. That's so, so, so like for you, Dan, the, the, the effort required to get to the, 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 the judo gym, you know the path that you have to walk. You know the bus number. You know exactly where the judo gym is. So it's a very, the effort required is very, very low. And that is, that is key. That's one of the key things about uh, new habit formation is making the, the routine, your entire routine, make the effort required uh, very, very low. Because, for, for example, Daniel, if you had to, uh, I don't know, it's, let's, just say, let's just say the judo gym was changing location um, every, every month, you'd be like, oh, God. Okay, I need to. I need to find a new bus route. I need to walk a new path. Uh, I need to find this new, this new uh, gym. That like that's that's where the effort becomes very, very, very uh, high, and that then yeah. it, it can lead to people just not continuing the habit. So, and Daniel, like what you are there, like the as I said, it's, the routine is it's not the gym. It's just a seven minute walk. For maybe for some people, maybe that seven minute walk might be too much. Maybe the bus journey might be too much. That's fine. If it's too much, then then make it make it easy on yourself. Find a gym that is uh, a five minute walk from your house. Five minutes is too far away. Find a gym that's a two minute walk from your house. You know, like make it yeah. make it easy for yourself. There's no gym two minute. If there's not a gym that's two minute walk from your house, find a gym that's a two or five minute walk from your from your work, something that you just the routine just becomes very, very easy because you already have the routine of walking home from work or walking to work. So just build on it. That's that's um, an, atom an atomic habits. He calls that habit stacking. So you have your habit there already. Just build on that habit and make it as easy as possible. So you really want to reduce the effort uh, that is required to right. form that new habit. Right, right. And is it, is it also about like that you make it kind of gradual, like the shift is gradual, that you, for example, when you're going to take the, uh, the first step should be as effortless as possible. And there's a sort of escalation that it becomes a little bit more effort, a little bit more effort, a little bit until you're at the point uh, where you have to do the actual routine that you find, quote unquote, uh, 
very uh, stressing and, and so on. So when, when you explain this, do you mean, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. No, 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 no. You're, sorry, you're, but, you're, yeah, it's, no, yeah, keep talking, keep talking. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, so is, is it like a gradual shift that you have to start very easy and then it becomes a little bit more difficult and a little bit more difficult? It, or is it just like you have a very, um, uh, like you have one routine or like one uh, ritual that's very effortless and then you do the um, uh, the routine, or yeah. are there multiple rituals in advance that kind of leads up to the point? Usually, like from from the, the the reading I've done, it's the the first routine is it's super easy. So, Daniel, you could even you, your seven minute walk, you could even bring it back from that, and it could be just picking up the gym bag. Like that could be like, if you want to say like, if you really want to break it down, like what is the first step for you to get to the, to get to the gym? And it's like, it's the once, once that bag is picked up, um, you are, you are good to go. You know, you are, um, the, the, the routine is, the routine has been formed. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, that like you can build, you can build very, you can build like great habits on very easy rituals. So, and of course, yeah. the, the ritual is like you, you said it there when you were talking about how you go to the gym, you enjoy the walk, you enjoy the walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could, you could love going to the judo gym, but you might hate that walk. You might hate the bus journey and that will, that will, that will eat into your willpower and your desire to keep the habit going. So the fact that you really enjoy the walk, you enjoy the, the, the bus journey, you get to listen to your music, that all that just makes the ritual so much easier and it makes it so much easier to, to maintain the habit that you set out. Right. Cause it's kind of like, uh, yeah, like you, you feel comfortable inside the habit. And, and then when, uh, the example that you gave, if something would change, let's say the gym would change location or whatever, then you would suddenly be outside of your comfort zone and you would have to use your mind more and put more effort into it. And uh, of course, I mean, you can also adapt to that. That's usually like, like you mentioned before in the beginning, like how habits has to change sometimes by external circumstances. So that can also happen. Um, Now, these are just example, of course, anyone listening, uh, if you want to apply these principles to your life, you can apply it in any way that you want to think about. Um, It's all it's very adaptive, these things. That's what's so cool about it. It can be adapted to anything. Yes, really. absolutely, absolutely. And again, uh, just whatever, whatever, here, how to make, uh, to form good habits, just turn that around and, you know, uh, that's how you break bad habits. That's how you break bad habits. So if, if, the, if you can make the routine super easy, that's great on your way to forming a good habit. Right. Um, uh, and I was also thinking um, in the, Miss of like making a change because you can get into a habit, let's say good or bad. Let's say it's a good, very good habit, but still sometimes there has to be some sort of uh, improvement, right? Let's say you have a gym routine that you've been doing for the past three years and uh, it might be a good start, but it's not advancing. You know, it's not advancing you because you're not making any progress and you're doing the same thing. So how do we know when we need to adapt the habit? It c- doesn't have to be changed, but it, it can be kind of upgraded. Do you think that there is such a thing that we should follow like monthly or, and we should become more aware when we need to kind of um, 
place the uh, like how do, how do you say in English like higher stakes or like you the, you need to set the bar higher <laughs> for yourself like you always need to you know push it a little bit for your comfort zone do you think that's sure yeah yeah way? it's um I I I mentioned earlier about setting setting out uh, uh, different goals um like so if your if your goal is to get healthy or let me see uh uh trying to think of something something else so, okay so if your your goal is to run a marathon in in one year the, the problem with goals is goals can sometimes clash with habits because once you run the marathon so you build you build your habits around you know get, achieving this goal of running a marathon in one year and then you build your habits around that but what happens then after you after you achieve the goal like where's where's the motivation then to continue with the habits and I think this is where if people can start to maybe goals super important I think everyone should have goals but another and the goal should not be the goal in itself the goal should be the habit so like that's that's what you should be looking to develop so for example you want to run a marathon in one year so then ask yourself well okay if I if I want to run a marathon then what as some, someone who's a marathon runner what kind of life do they leave what kind of habits do they have well you might say okay well someone who runs marathons maybe they they have a healthy diet so then you start to say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna form habits around eating healthy someone who someone who runs a marathon runs a marathon or someone who can run a marathon they go to the they might go running maybe three or four times a week they might join a gym they might start, they might join a running club so start to start to Bring that identity. Start to think like like a marathon runner. Start to think like a, a bodybuilder. Uh, are you a reader? You want to, so you want to develop the habit of reading. Okay, so so what would it, what kind of life does a reader have? It's like okay, let me think. So a reader is probably someone who always has a book ready. Always has a book like maybe on their their bedside locker, or they always have a book in their bag that if they're on the subway or the bus, they're ready to 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 get through another couple mm-hmm. of pages. So just think think of the identity you want to develop and then start to think of like what kind of person what kind of habits would that person have and you know you'll eventually you'll eventually become a someone who can run a marathon you'll be, eventually become someone who does uh, you eventually become a bodybuilder you'll eventually become a reader but that's that's the problem it's the people people set the goal and want to run a marathon in one year they achieve the goal and then that's when that's when things start to break down. Then because it's like, oh, wait a minute. Whereas if they if they had set the goal of becoming a runner, that's that's forever. You know, it's not it's not it's not the it's not the marathon in twelve months. It's like I am a runner. That's my that's my new identity. I am a runner, and I'm going to build my life, and I'm going to uh, be the I'm going to build my environment around that identity. Yeah. Right. And it's so subtle also, like the mindset, the, the change is very subtle, but it makes such a huge difference. And I think may, maybe people sometimes look, like you said, too much in the micro and they cannot see the macro because they only think about how this certain action will lead to this certain outcome. They don't look at the other things around because life is very holistic, right? So everything really affects everything. So we need to become aware of the paradigm and realize that it's not just a goal, it's a lifestyle. That's really how we make the change. That's really how we grow. And that starts from within. And the mindset of, like you said, I want to become 
this person? What would this person do? What would this person say? How would this person act? Would this person eat this unhealthy food right now? Would this person like cave into the temptations? I don't think so. So then you got to change the action, but it's not done through like a forceful thing of like, no, I, I, I need to kind of, I need to resist it. You know, I need to resist it so badly. And then eventually it's like a relapse right. after a week. Uh, instead, just very simply and subtly, just, I am not that type of person. I have changed. I'm different because uh, that's not me. That's not my life. And that, that <clears throat> sorry, that very subtle difference can make that uh, yep. external change. Absolutely. absolutely. There's, there's a huge difference, uh, Daniel, in the person who yeah. someone smokes and they're trying to, they're trying to stop. And one person says, uh, so somebody offers them a cigarette and they say, no, uh, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit. And then somebody says, no, I don't smoke. There's a huge difference in those two statements. Like, so the person who says, uh, no, I'm trying to quit, they're, they're still, they're still anchored to that old identity of being a smoker. Whereas the person who says, no, I'm not a smoker. It's like, it's much easier for them to, to break that habit. So, they, so if you, if you, if, for example, if you wanted to, um, uh, become a writer you you don't say you, like somebody says what do you do it's like oh yeah I, I write uh, 10 pages a week just just say no I am a writer I am a writer and then just do what a writer would do don't mm -hmm. don't say uh, oh, oh are, are, are you a reader do you like to read uh, yeah I am a reader don't say oh, I read one book every week you know it's like adapt it into your identity become become say what what figure out what you want to become and then just start to start to live that life and start to see it as internally, like see it as part of your identity. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I, cause th this reminds me a lot of affirmations. Like when you keep telling yourself something repeatedly, eventually it's going to stick to your mind and you're just going to become that person. Like if you keep telling yourself, I am a healthy person and I feel great every day. And you keep telling yourself that you keep convincing yourself. It doesn't have to be through words. It can be through imagery, through visualization, through a certain small ritual, whatever. But the more that you keep reminding yourself of that specific identity that you have connected to your purpose, then eventually you're going to become more like that person because you're going to start to believe right. yourself eventually. It's like, yeah, of course I'm this person. Yes. I'm doing this all the time. So that mindset alone, that identity that's formed is going to adapt to the other uh, habits that's a part of that identity, sort of. You know, being a healthy person is not just about perhaps eating less um, candy every day. I don't know. It can also be that you go out for a jog because that's perhaps what a healthy right. person would yeah. do. So, And that also connects to the people you hang out with and so on. And they're kind of like groups of identities everywhere that we can kind of adapt sure. ourselves to. Yeah. Thank <laughs> don't, 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 cool. don't, uh, don't, don't tell your friends. I, I, I go running every day. Just tell them I am a runner. You know, I'm a runner. Now you don't remember, remember sometimes with people, they, they kind of feel like, Oh, look, I'm only running, I'm only running five kilometers a day. And there's some people that are running 10, 15, 20 kilometers a day. It, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Like it's like, if you're, if you are running just five, five kilometers a day, you do this, this is your daily habit. 
you are what you do. You are a runner. Now, I'm not saying you're the fastest runner or you're like you're smashing records. That doesn't matter. The the, the main thing is to form that identity. But and, and if, if there's no there's no there's no clash in the mind. Like you're not lying to yourself. You're not lying to anyone else. If you're doing if you're doing just a short run every morning before work, five kilometers. Um, five kilometers a day because mm-hmm. uh, uh, but if you have somebody and they're like they're you know they're stuffing cake into their mouth every day and they've, they've never even seen a pair of running shoes like if they turn around they say oh yeah i'm i'm a runner like that's that's not going to work because like there's like okay uh, so so you mm-hmm. say you're a runner but what are you actually doing to support this identity you have of yourself yeah you know you 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 be you are you are what you repeatedly right do. it's like Right. If there is no like congruence, if you're not congruent with uh, your actions and your idea ideas, if they don't align, then there's going to be trouble. Obviously, so it's it's like about make turning the ideas into something actual that you're actually doing, and that's yeah, really the absolutely. I, there's way. a there's a famous quote from Aristotle, Daniel. You've, you've probably heard it. It's um, uh, we was it we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is uh, it's not an act it's a habit it's, it's not an act but a habit it's something like that so whatever you are you you are what you repeatedly do you are what you repeatedly do so if you're running 10 kilometers 20 kilometers or just five kilometers you do that every day then you are you are that you are that person you are that uh, identity you are that runner right right it's kind of like you need to become uh, what you want to be before yes. you're actually it, yeah. almost like like like, yeah, like yeah. going going for right. like so you decide you want to be you want to become a runner. Going for one run tomorrow does not make you a runner. You know, kicking kicking a football one time does not make you a football uh, footballer. It's but you know you you do that every day. Uh, you go training every day. You go to you go to soccer practice every day or football practice every day. Then yeah, you start you start to become uh, what you do. It's like oh yeah, he does this every week. He can he can say with no with no mm. conflict in his mind uh, that he is he is this person because he does it every day or he does it every week whatever the habit may be. Yeah, right. I don't know. Are you familiar with the? With sure. Law I, I, <laughs> the secret <laughs> is it? The, the it's it's kind of. Yeah, yeah, I think I, there is something to it. Yeah. So I mean, this is basically. This is basically like what you're talking about, really. I mean, uh, sometimes the way that this um, that you become basically what you think about, right? But there has to be also action. There has to be deliberate work and purpose. You know, it's a lot more. It's more complex than just the simple idea of we just keep thinking about something. I mean, if the desire is there and the idea is there, then you're gonna. T- take action because you're going to be tempted into pursuing that idea uh and that's kind of my take on the whole law of attraction thing so it's very it's a lot about action taking and uh being congruent the idea is congruent with the the action i don't know if you what what you think about that um sure yeah i I don't i think you have to go after things uh you you gotta yeah you you gotta chase them i mean i i think with the law of attraction is what it can do for the mind is it opens up the eyes. Uh, you can see opportunities 
with your mind that you can't see with your eyes. I think that's that is probably one benefit to it. So um, people people kind of mm-hmm. can look at things differently. Um, I, I need to read. I need to read a little bit more about it to be honest with you, Daniel. But I some yeah some it works for some people. Uh, maybe not for others, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's probably something to it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting. Co- that's kind of like how I got into. Um, I, I don't really like the way that it's marketed because it's marketed in the in a totally ridiculous way. But um, that's kind of like how I got into personal development. The just like how you can form an idea into something manifest, it's something concrete, and the process of doing that is extremely uh, uh, interesting because you're kind of being the wizard of your own life, but. There, I mean, it's it sounds magical, but there is no really no magic to it. You know, there are no secrets really. The secret perhaps does not really exist. Um, it's something we want to believe that it, it's there, but it's not really there. It's it's just your life and how you form it, and um, the identity basically that cre- that you create, mm. the, the person that you become. Um, thinking more in a macro perspective, become the person you want to be, and all the good things in life will. Follow right. uh, with okay. that identity. Hopefully. That was was it. Was that the kind of what was that famous book a few years yeah. ago? The Secret was that. Was that kind of? Did that kind of imply that? Uh, the The Secret is uh, based on uh, a book uh, from Napoleon ah, Hill right. called Think and Grow Rich. And uh, Napoleon Hill, if you're familiar with it, he explains about a sort of secret that I think his name was Andrew Carnegie gave to. Napoleon Hill, when he was going to do a quest of basically interviewing the most successful people on earth at that time. And uh, what was, how did they achieve the riches that they achieved? And he interviewed, I think, the, the, the creator of, I think, I don't really remember specific people he interviewed. Um, but basically, um, he realized that there was a sort of common factor between all these successful people. And it was something that he talks about in the book, but he doesn't say it clearly. But you have to find it. You have to reread the book constantly Mm. in order to find it. And The Secret is kind of the book that extracts that secret from Think and Grow Rich and puts it into words that you become what you constantly think about. Like if if your mind can conceive it and believe it, it can achieve it. Uh, And that's basically The Secret. so, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a great idea, and I think there's a lot of truth to it, but it's more difficult than we think. You know, there are so many things around us that will prevent us from actually uh, becoming what we want to be, who we want to be, and doing what we want to do, because we're not aware of all the uh, strategies that we could perhaps use, or all the uh, mm. apps that are out there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I, I remember uh, the the fighter from Ireland, Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter. He, in an interview, somebody asked him. I think they asked him about uh, politics in America, or I, I can't remember what. But his, the question had nothing to do with fighting. And Conor's had a very interesting answer. He said, "He said I'm not really." I, you know, I'm not the best person to ask about this. And they said, oh, well, you know, you have an opinion. And he, and he what he said, he said, it was really cool. He said, he said, all I think about every day is fighting. He said, that's all I think about every day. He said, I don't, I, nothing else is in my mind. I, I look at the movement of people, uh, situations, and 
like he replays the fights in his mind. And he said, this is all I think about. And he said, I, to give an opinion on politics will be pointless because he said, I don't think about it. I just think about fighting. And, you know, that's, that's what led to great success in uh, the field of MMA for him. And it's like we were saying there earlier, you know, like if, you, if, you, if you're thinking every day, like, I'm a runner, I'm a runner, I'm a runner. And, and then somebody puts a, you know, a cake in front of you, you kind of think like, well, would a, would a runner eat this? Or like, would, a, would someone who's healthy eat this? And of course, the answer is no, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely. If you if you manifest it in the mind, you're just you're all, you're really, really focused on it. It'll start. It'll, it will affect your decisions in life. Right. And, and, and that that will lead then to the, the outcome you're trying to achieve. Right. Um, all right. So you brought up some uh, points from that book, um, so which we've dived into now, which were very interesting. Is there anything else you would like to bring up? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so the any, first two points are just a recap: is uh, you got to make the habit obvious, and if you're trying to make a, if you're trying to break a bad habit, you got to make it. Uh, don't make it obvious. Don't make that obvious. And the next thing, of course, is to make the habit easy. Make the routine. Make the routine for the habit easy. So you have a great example, Daniel. Or your 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 enjoyable walk before you go to the before you go to the gym, and uh, yeah, in, in that book which I highly recommend to, to any your listeners, Atomic Habits. Uh, another key aspect of habit formation is to make the habit attractive. And what I mean by making the habit attractive is you know, a lot of people why they why they don't uh, maintain good habits is the the experience they're getting from the new habit. It's not, it's not desirable. It's not attractive. They, they don't like it. So, so for example, uh, you, someone has a habit of, of getting healthy, right? And like some people love going to the gym. Some people find the gym to be very monotonous. That's fine. It's fine. Like find out what works for you. So if the, if you, if the habit is a daily, uh, daily exercise routine, start to find uh start to find an enjoyable experience you know you could be you could be someone who's very social like you just love meeting people and you also wanted to develop the habit of being healthy well that's great find find a running club in your area because that way then you're checking your the two boxes you have the you have the social element to your new habit you're meeting new people something that you really enjoy doing and you're also you're also uh the have the habit of like going for a run three times a week. So a lot of people, when they form new habits, whatever whatever habit they're trying to form, it's just not it's just not attractive to them. And actually, in the in the book Atomic Habits, uh, the author James Clear he he talks about a guy from from Ireland actually, a guy called Ronan Byrne. And Ronan Byrne was an engineering student, and he loved to watch Netflix. So, so what he did was he uh, he set up his laptop uh, to uh, or, sorry not his laptop his, his, his television. Are you okay, man? Do you want to get a glass of water? Are you okay? Mm. No, I got it. okay. All right, man. No worries. Um, so, so yeah. So this engineering student. So he set up he set up his um, his exercise bike to his television. So he his favorite show on Netflix uh, or his favorite TV show, let's say. Game of Thrones, and the the television would only come on when he would cycle the bike. Now this this is a very extreme this is a very extreme example, but he loved the show so much that he the habit of say doing doing the cycling it just became enjoyable because he was like oh it, it was no longer about it was no longer about getting on the the 
the bicycle to do an hour's worth of training. It actually it was it was about watching his favorite TV show. So make the make the experience um, uh, attractive. You know, make it make it fun to do. Find if you want to again if with health, find a sport that best suits you. There's tons and tons of sports out there, and yeah, you can you can that that way. Then you're you're on, again yeah. you're on the path to successful habit formation. What's that? You know what we usually call that? <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it sounds like it. Like what you find attractive is. Yeah, kind of yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, if, right. I mean, if it's if something is satisfying, if to do something, it has to be more satisfying than the other options you have. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you just have to love it so much that whatever else comes up, it's like, nah, I look, I, I love meeting up with my friends or I like, I love going out for, for a bite to eat with my buddies and having a chat. Like if you can find a sport or an activity or whatever it is that you in, enjoy doing so much that it becomes your top priority, then again, it's very, it's very easy to do. But, but if your, if your new habit is just grueling, it's just, it's brutal. It's very difficult to get through. It's going to be very difficult to, to maintain that no matter how motivated you are. And especially if other options come up, it's like, ah, you know, I, I, I don't really enjoy boxing, but I promise I, I said to myself, I do boxing every week. And then your body calls you like, it's like, hey, let's go for beers. It's, like, it's not going to take much for you to break your, your boxing routine habit. Yeah. Right. Right, right. I mean, it, that's a great way of... Uh understanding motivation as well like doing something that you enjoy and then it's going to be way more motivating to do and it's going to be a lot easier to do it as well um for me i i love judo and it is who i am it's a part of my life but sometimes you know i don't enjoy every practice you know still because some of it is just purely like right. brutal work you know what i mean technical stuff and and the, the strength training and the, and everything around it, the technical part is so precise sometimes that you just want to like, what the hell am I doing? Because there's such a, sometimes such a perfection that you're trying to reach within your judo that uh, that thing can kind of take over. Now there are, I, the majority of the time, of course, I love it. Um, but sometimes perhaps you have to also be willing to go through those times where you don't enjoy it, but there is another motivation that's kind of, transcending just the enjoyment it's perhaps also the long-term perspective of knowing that it might not feel good now but it will feel good later because i will be proud of myself because i've been disciplined and i've been doing what i set out to do and i'm getting the results whatever result that i was looking for so sometimes that enjoyment also has to be delayed uh, in certain in certain uh, practices and certain uh, habits, or uh, at least that's how I. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I mean, I I think this is a big problem with people who join the gym in January, and they start dropping out in you know March and April. It's it's they're like, oh well, I've been going to the gym every day for five days a week for the last four weeks, and I'm not seeing any big gains. I'm not I'm not seeing any big change, and. People, especially with the world we live in now, everything is you know, instant gratification. You know, I, whatever it is, I want it. I want it straight away. And 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 that's they they just get frustrated when they, they they're not mm. getting the uh, the the results that they'd hope for after four weeks. Like 
you know, it, I, I think that's why I think that's why TikTok is becoming so popular now. Is that basically people people's people's attention span is is oh, now be, has now been knocked down to like two two three minutes. Whereas I, I'm, I'm sure you remember before then, like like you could sorry yeah yeah. Uh, I am no no go for it yeah. Oh sorry sorry for interrupting. I just I just wanted to say that I'm so happy that I have successfully avoided TikTok. Because I don't, I don't even know what that right. is, but I, I don't want to know either. <laughs> because it seems to take like the attention of so many people, and it's like this new hip thing. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't want to be a part of it. But what, what like, what is? It? Well, like, it's, why, I, I don't think it's the bad thing. thing. It, I think it's just a reflection of you know, where we are today. Is it, it, if you if you send a YouTube video to somebody about. Um, yeah. The benefits of the benefits of doing a martial art, uh, and it's a forty-minute video. People's attention span has now just been like, like five years ago, or you know, six, seven, eight, maybe even I don't know, I don't know how old YouTube is. Like ten years ago, people would sit down through a forty-minute video on the benefits of studying a martial art. But now it's like, no, 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 Daniel, it needs to be a two-minute TikTok video, otherwise my I'm going to get distracted and I'm going to just move on to something else. So, And again, you know, going back to the topic right. we're discussing today, that is a big challenge for people. It's like, I've been going to the gym every day for the last four weeks and I'm not seeing any results. It's like they're, they, 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 people are struggling to look at the, long, the long-term benefits to actually just to, to, to sit through it, to, sit, to go through the training, to go through the, the motions and keep, keep the habit going. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, I've, I've, I've never used TikTok, yeah. but um, I think right. it's, a, it's, 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 it's fascinating from looking at it from, a, like a, from the point of view of society. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, just like you said, like we can get everything. So it's so easily accessible. Uh, so it's kind of, yeah, it makes us, I don't want to say lazy. I don't really know what to call it, but it makes us um, a bit too uh, spoiled. Let's just call it that. It makes us yeah. a bit too spoiled sometimes. So we don't value perhaps as much, you know, the, the, taking the time to do something, taking the, the time to, um, you know, seeing the, the long-term perspective. That, and that can be a, become a negative uh, effect, perhaps, from this society of just getting what you want right away and the instant gratification and um, short, very short-term yep. Yeah, uh, and, and like if he, anyone who, if anybody wants to develop like um, healthy habits of healthy, healthy eating or ex, uh, healthy ex, uh, exercise routine habit, they're gonna that, that is something they're gonna have to deal with. They're gonna have to think. They're gonna have to think long term. They're gonna have to like where do they want to see themselves um, uh, in in six months or in twelve months or in twelve years. You know what are their goals? And actually, Daniel, bringing it back to the the, the topic of habits. The I mentioned that at the start, the visual cues. I'm, I'm very, I'm very old school with a lot of this stuff. I have, a, I have a, an actual mm. like paper calendar on my on my wall, and I will, I so my whatever the goal may be, say like uh, exercise. Okay, I'm going to go to the gym five days this week. There will be five X's on that calendar for that week, and it's um, you can you could that's your mm. that's your visual cue. Now I. 
what you can do, you can find these online. There, there are some calendars. It's like a, a it's not a calendar. It's called like a yearly planner, and it, these are these are pretty big. And it's just, it's just one calendar. You can put it up on your wall, and I, I think if people if people could see that like there was a visual cue that like oh yeah I went to the gym. Uh, uh, 20 times in the month of January and they have like an X or they have like a, I don't know, a, a sticker, a blue sticker, a green sticker, like something, something that kind of ca- catches their attention. They will want to maintain that streak for February. And then like now it's like, it's now it's two months that they see on their wall where it's like, oh yeah, I've maintained that habit. It'll, it'll help to, it'll help to keep them motivated because they, they don't want to break that, that winning streak they have. So. Yeah, you, those. That's where those visual cues. The, right. You can, right. you can, you can have a a, a reminder on your phone. Uh, those are great, but I think like, again, I'm kind of old school when it comes to this stuff. Like, get yourself, get yourself a, a wall planner, a yearly wall planner, or get yourself a big calendar. And there's there's a one there's a great satisfaction of just putting putting a check on the day I went to the gym today and you, 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 you know, you get your, get your marker, you get your pen and you just put an X or a check. And it's like, yeah, I did that today. I achieved the goal today. And then by the time you get to the, the end of the month, you're like, Oh yeah, look at that. It's like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just full of those, those check marks of all the things I did. Um, uh, during the week. And, and then, and then it's, it's no longer about like how you look in the mirror. That, that is important, but it's, it's about the calendar. That's your, that, the mirror is no longer your visual cue. The calendar has become your visual cue. Yeah. Right. Because that's, you can yep. see a progress there all the time. Constantly with the calendar, you know that you're moving forward because you see it. If you only like look in the mirror and you're, goal is to lose weight or gain muscles or whatever then um you're you're not going to see it very fast you know it might take some time before you see a result that you sure will actually be uh, proud of so um you will see that of course with the habit and if you continue but just like you said dave like don't make that your visual cue make something uh that's like that's always happening. You're always to maintain the habit. Yep, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, I, another thing as well, Daniel, is uh, it's just to kind of, because this is really important. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's an easy way to start off. It's just the habit stacking, just the habit stacking. So uh, look at your current habits. And so you're going to, you're going to have some good habits and uh, figure out how you can stack on top of those habits. So, you know, you, uh, so an example of habit stacking is, you know, you go to the bathroom, you're, the next habit following that is to wash your hands. The washing the hands is the habit. You brush your teeth. You, you know, you floss. Like these are, these are all, these are all habits. Uh, so what you can do is you can find out what works and then stack another. So if I look at the habits that you currently have. And again, these are just routines you have that are just in, your subconscious. You don't even you don't even think about them anymore. It's just it's just something you do every day, uh, and build build on those habits. Build on those habits. So, but be careful. So you can use the momentum of the old habit to make the new habit easy to initiate. But don't don't make the new habit so um, so so big that the momentum from the old habit won't won't help you. So. Um, like I'm, I'm trying to take now of an example. So, like say for example, you have the the, the habit of uh, brushing your teeth, 
but then it's like you you want to build on top of that. Okay, every time I brush my teeth, I'm going to do 50 push-ups. Like that's it, the, the 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 habit of brushing your teeth is not going to the momentum from that is not going to have you like doing 50 push-ups every time. Whereas you could say, oh, like I, I'm yeah. going to get into the habit. I'm going to floss every time after I brush my teeth. You know, and it's like yeah, you 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 build you build on the habit of brushing your teeth, so you build the habit of flossing. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's like a, almost like a gradual thing. You don't go from one level to the to the maximum level. You have something way closer to create create that momentum. That's why I think also having a like a proper morning routine is a great thing because that can reflect. I mean. And yeah. just like like a snowball effect, basically. And by the end of the day, you might have had a great day because of those first uh, steps in the morning and the way that you plan your routine then. Because if you start with success, that's probably going to build up to more success throughout your day and throughout your life. So Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's those small start. little victories you have in the morning that'll get your mind ready for the rest of the day. So like get into those like your habit of like okay i'm gonna make my bed every morning like the room is so when i leave when i leave for work the room is nice and clean i like i look forward to coming home the evening like making your bed every morning that's a, that's another that's another good habit you know what what can you what can you build on that and it does yeah daniel you're you're completely right it sets it sets you up for the rest of the day if you can form these early morning uh, uh routines um like one one thing one habit i wanted to break was uh, I think this is for a lot of people. I, would t- I had a terrible habit of instantly reaching for my phone the second I would wake up in the morning. And, and for, of course, phones are uh, they're designed to get your attention. You know, there's the, there's the flashing lights of like you have a message, um, you know, you, whatever, whatever it may be. So what I would do is mm. before I would go to bed at night, I got into the habit of putting my phone on airplane mode. So I would still have the alarm. But when I would wake up in the morning, just the, the, because we had been on airplane mode, there was no messages waiting for me. So there wasn't that that bad habit of like first thing, like instantly grabbing the phone to check to see, you know, who's messaged me or who emailed me. So uh, I, I again, the cue, like the cue to make something obvious. The cue there was to was to uh, make something difficult to see. So by putting it on airplane mode, there was no there was no notifications. So there was no cue to. So like I, now it's like I, I'm I could be doing like I'll do multiple different things before I even look at my phone in the morning. You know, so um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I uh, actually do, this, do the same thing with uh, my phone and just put it into airplane mode because when I did not have that routine, every time I woke up, I was like spammed with emails and this and that. And it, it just created stress and anxiety already, like before I even left my bed. So just by making it into airplane mode, I was like, all right, I'll deal with this later when I'm done, when I'm like, when I've started my day. So yep. it doesn't just grab my attention at once uh, because those can be very uh, tempting things. Sure, man. Like, yeah, like uh, yeah. you, you have so your routine of going for a run in the morning. Um, like if you, if you do, like if you, if you realize that you've got ten emails and there's, you know, there's, there's another ten messages on different uh, messaging apps. The whole time you're on the run, you're gonna be thinking like, oh God, what's that about? Oh, I need to, I need to message that person. But whereas really, you should be, you know, you should be focusing on the goal you have at hand. It should be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. 
I'm going to run X amount of kilometers in X amount of time. And your mind should be clear and just give you, give you that focus you need to, to maintain that goal that you're going through, to maintain that habit. And then when you come back and you've achieved all the things that you need to achieve, then you're mentally ready to deal with the, you know, the, the emails or the, the, the messages that you might have got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, because all, you're also at your very weakest, like right when you wake up, you know, so it can be very like, all right, I'll just check these messages and then... <laughs> yeah, man, this and is... This is like, this oh, when shit. you should be... You're, you're pouring your energy into... Uh, it, like you really should be pouring it into your goals. Like, you know, if you want to write for, you want to write, you're writing a book or you're, you're, you have a website, you really, that's your brain is, it's like, it's sharp. You've hopefully you've gotten a good night's sleep. You should, you got to be pouring it into, into your goals. I mean, yeah, these videos, you can, you can watch those later though. Like those emails, you can watch those later. I, I, when, when I bought a, the, 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 the dumb phone and I kind of find if there is an emergency, usually I'll get a call, you know? So it's everything else is like, it, it can wait. It can wait. Usually, usually mm -hmm. like it's, it's very unusual. That's something like I, I, like I have to apply to this message now. So, but usually you don't, usually you don't. Right. <laughs> like I have to apply to this. <laughs> exactly. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get it. <laughs> it's like, that's not that important. Like if they want to contact you, they will make sure they will, you know, yeah. even if you have an old phone. Yeah. And, and, so, oh yeah, go for it, man. I wanted to ask you about, uh, I, was, I was actually, no, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say like, you know, if when you it comes about ma making things um, attractive, you know, uh, like making it, uh, it's like treating yourself as well. Um, uh, I have a friend here and she, she bought, uh, she was telling me she bought these really, really nice cosmetics and like um, shampoos and kind of stuff like that. And what she did was she joined the gym and these, these like read these really nice things. She put them in the locker in her gym. So for her, it's it, it, going to the gym. It's almost like treating herself now because she gets kind of, she gets to use all these nice things that she bought. So it's, it's important for, you know, for, for, for your listeners, like whatever your habit is, uh, like do something you enjoy afterwards, you know, like, like say, say you, you like a particular type of uh, protein bar or a particular type of candy. I'm not saying cut. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's like, that's I'm not saying cut all candy out of your life. Like find something that's maybe a little bit healthier and just buy a couple of them and just put them in the gym, put them in the gym at, uh, uh, where you go to. So when you finish your gym, yeah. you're putting your stuff back in your locker. Uh, you, you, you stay there. It's like, oh yeah, you can, you can say like, oh yeah, I, I've, I've done a really good job today. I'll have this, I'll have this tiny little snack. Cause if it's all, if it's all misery, um, you know, it's, you don't, you're not going to do it, you know? So, so for you, for you, you do, you need, you need to reward yourself. I mean, you need to keep yourself <laughs> like a dog sometimes. You know, it's just like very, ba very basic, right? Right. Very yeah. Ex but still yeah very exactly. Exactly. You know, you you That's you true. you love listening to music, but you got to get your project done. Say, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two hours of this project, and then I'm going to listen to that my favorite album, or I'm, I'm going to go for that walk. You, it's yeah, it's a <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Then yeah, you need to treat yourself like a dog uh, for a while. But, but that, you know, that's that's how dogs. That's how that's how you actually train a dog. You know, you get them to do these uh, 
different routines and then you're like oh well done here's a treat and of course the dog is the dog is delighted you know it's it's uh yeah it's kind of the same for same for us you, you have yeah. to you have to you have to live a little as well so like um find something you really like maybe as i said you know you don't want to you don't want to put a, a like a box of chocolates in the in the gym locker room but find some kind of like some kind of small candy that's maybe it's a bit healthier than the other ones and then something you really like it's like oh it's so and yeah. don't have it at home have it in the gym have it in the gym so again it's that the push pull factor like yeah. you're like oh yeah I, I can't can't wait to go to the gym to to have one of those great uh protein bars that are love and of course when you're in the gym of course you're going to exercise in the gym but you might have gone there initially for the heat for the protein bar right it can be very tricky as well i mean the example that you just brought up with the protein bar is hilarious because that's like the exact same thing that i was going through because when i first started to go to the gym i uh, they, they always have this like stand where you can purchase some protein bars or whatever and uh, I was like, uh, let's just try one. And it was, I mean, it was extremely tasty. I really, really liked it. So eventually it became more easy for me to go to the gym because I also wanted the protein bar because I knew that that little reward, you know, that very little treat was there as well. Um, but perhaps, I don't know if this might be kind of ridiculous, but if you would like start using that reward as a shortcut and just like focus on, um, because this actually happened to me a few times when I, when I was going to the gym and I was like, you know, I just want to have the protein bar and I don't really want to, I don't need, you know, to, to do the exercise to get this. And that was kind of disappointing for me, even though it's such a small thing, it was kind of disappointing because I realized like, oh, there might be something else that has control that can take control over me. That's kind of also mm. distracting me from doing what I should be doing. Um, and for example, I know this like in certain uh, clubs, like sports clubs or whatever, where you go to, you have a purpose, right? To become better at, let's say, playing soccer. Uh, and then you start enjoying a bit too much, you know, talking to the people there. You know, be you become friends, but you become more interested in starting to talk to them instead of actually focusing on your goal. And those kind of things, even though they might be good initiators, uh of motivation sometimes mm. they might also take over too much and uh you can kind of lose focus on what you actually what your actual purpose was and that's why i think it's extremely important that when you set a goal you also know the purpose yep. of why you're setting setting that goal and you're always in alignment with the purpose because that's like the red line that's always there i want to perhaps lose weight because I want to feel more happy. I want to look better. And that's really the, that's like the bottom of everything. That's the real motivation that should be there. Sure. You can build on top of that as well, but uh, like deep down, it's that purpose. That's uh, kind of holding sure, everything sure. together. Yeah, that's and again, it, we, you on. mentioned it earlier, Daniel, uh, you're the, the pack, you know, that's, that's why when you go to, to judo, you want to, you want to, or to go to the gym or whatever sport it is, you want to surround yourself with people who are, that's their key goal as well. Now, now there could be the, for example, people you might, you might really enjoy going out for a bite to eat or having a few beers with the, with the buddies from the, the football club afterwards. But it, it has to be, again, as you said, priorities. It's like, what is the key goal here? The key goal is not uh, food and beer after training. The key goal is training. 
and that's the that's the little that's the reward after it. But yeah, yeah. don't don't lose sight don't lose sight of those um, those goals. Right. Yeah, sure, man. That's a really a really good point. Really good point. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, and I, I also wanted to ask you because you mentioned before about how we create momentum of habits, and we can kind of transition from one habit to the other. Um, do you believe that habits perhaps in your life can become too controlling in essence that like, is it important, do you think, to have more free time where we're not limited to any habit uh, and use that free time just not knowing what to do, really not being kind of aligned with any habit? Or should we make a habit of creating free time or should there just be more free time because some people that's, have yeah Daniel, that's, that's a that's a really really good think. point um danny do you, do you know what a fitbit is have you heard of a fitbit or like is it, a, is it a fitbit i think it's like these i'm not too sure if i'm saying the name right is there are these watches that track your steps do you know these uh so uh, i i recently yeah, yeah, had yeah. a video call with with the uh, with a woman and uh, it, was, it was actually it was a, it was a group it was a group uh, call and during the call, the woman picks up her laptop and she starts walking around the island uh, in the kitchen, like where they, where they serve the food. And uh, I don't know if, if you've ever been on Zoom and somebody's background is moving. It's actually, it's quite distracting, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough and it's tough in the eyes. But somebody, somebody said to her, they said, uh, said oh, you know, uh, Mary, what, what, are you, what are you doing? And uh, she said, oh, I have a Fitbit and I have a daily a goal of 18,000 steps and I have to maintain these steps. And when I was looking at this, I said, this is okay. I, you know, of course, that's a great goal to, to keep, get, get your health going. But like, it, it was almost as if her, her daily goal or her daily habit of 18,000 steps had become a cage. Like she just, she couldn't, she couldn't focus on the, the meeting we were having that it's like, I have, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And, uh, as I said, like I, a lot of people in the, in the, in the, in the, the, the zoom room were like, you know, they were, they were kind of annoyed at this. It's like, you know, you, you, you want to have good habits and you want to have good goals, but it's not a cage. So for example, if, if, if she, if she fails to get the 18,000 habits that, that particular day, um, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. So she only does 17,000 steps that day. Uh, Grand. It's only a problem when the, when it's broken two days in a row or three days in a row. Like you can, there is flexibility there when it comes to habit formation. You go to the, you go to training in the judo gym three times a week. Something comes up and you can only make it two times a week. You, uh, that's fine. That's fine. As long as you're back on track the next week and you have your, your back up to your goal of three days a week, you know, there, there are going to be blips and it's important for people not to, not to beat themselves up. It's like, oh man, I can't believe I didn't get to the I didn't get to the gym three days this week. I only did it two. Like that's that's not that's not the goal, yeah. Right. Right, exactly. And um I was also because the re the reason I asked is because I was thinking that if you're put in a place where all of your habits get kind of disrupted, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, let's say you move to a new country, uh you don't know anyone there. You don't know the language. You, do, you basically don't know anything there. You just get, you, you're just going to move there and you know that your new life will start. That, at that exact moment, I find it very interesting uh, because that moment is not really equal to any habits. Perhaps 
very very intimate habits like uh, we know how you whatever very basic habits uh, for ourselves but most of our life at that moment has not been planned in any mm. way yet so we don't really know what's going to happen and um i'm kind of curious when you're in that sort of free space of being creative or thinking about things that you want i mean what do you think what benefit do you think uh a time like that plays in a in a person's life when something just happens in your external world that changes everything and you just have to kind of start over uh like sure yeah that that, that is a big challenge for a lot of people time. for whatever reason the the environment that they created initially it's 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 gone now and and now they find themselves in a new city or a new town and they're trying to maintain the habits Again, you know, look, it's all how you view things like this is an, you can you can also look at this as an opportunity to break those old habits that you might have had in your old town or your old location. And yeah, but, but of course, you now have the challenge again of reshaping and redesigning your environment, continue those good habits that you that you initially had. And so I, I it's it's it really depends on how you look at it. You can you can see. You can say, okay, I, I, this is going to really disrupt all my, really disrupt all my good habits, but it's also going to give you a chance to break those bad habits. I, I would think it's like, so for example, if you, if you knew, if you know what works for you for, for going to the gym regularly, like where, how, like how far of a distance from the gym you need to be. So plan that into your new routine. You know, if you're going to be in, if you're going to be in a place for a month or two months, you know, the go go to Google Maps and look at where you're living. You know, look at where you want to live. Look at where where what facilities are in those in that area to make sure that you keep keep those good habits that you've developed going. You just want to you want to keep it going. And who knows? It might maybe maybe in your current city your gym is ten minutes away. Maybe in your new city your gym is only five minutes away. Maybe you end up going to the gym four or five days a week instead of three where you were in your old place so it's it's all it all it all depends it can be opportunity and change as well you know and it's it's a change is 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 especially beneficial when you want to break yeah. when you want to break um uh bad habits you know change to the environment there's actually uh, daniel there, there was a story right. there just right. about um, uh environment and how it affects and it's, uh, I, think it's, I think it's mentioned in Atomic Habits, but they talk about when the American soldiers were in Vietnam, a huge percentage of American soldiers had developed, uh, mm. uh, they they'd started taking heroin, which is a highly addictive drug. And this this became very, a big, 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 big worry for the, I think it was the Nixon administration, and they were setting up all these all these different things to think about, like, oh my God, you know, if all these soldiers are taking heroin and when they come back to America, they're going to bring back this, this habit they have that they picked up in Vietnam during the war. And I think I may, maybe my numbers are not, not hundred percent, but it, I think around 20% of American soldiers who had started in Vietnam had tried heroin and a, a few had actually had, were taking it on a regular basis. But when those soldiers returned back to the United States had returned back to their hometown, um, the, the cities or whatever, wherever they were from, a huge percentage stopped taking heroin. And what it was, was it wasn't necessarily the highly addictive drug, but it was the environment 
in Vietnam, that was all these things were triggering this bad habit. They were mm-hmm. in an incredibly stressful situation. They, they, the drug was readily available and all their friends that they, their social circle were, were taking the drug. But once they went back to their hometown, all those cues, all those cues were gone. And a lot of them did not become mm. addicted to the drug that they, that the government had initially feared. So again, environment, it's, it's a, it's a two sided coin. It right. can be, it can be a great opportunity to break bad habits. And, but yeah, you will, you will of course have that challenge of uh, maintaining that good habits that you've already formed. That's very interesting. That reminds me, I read, it was a long time ago since I read this, I'm, so I'm not sure what the details, but I think that like when you are at the hospital, if you had, if you have like a serious injury and you get like pumped with morphine and you're supposed to, I don't know if that's uh, the same thing, but that's a very, very mm. addictive uh, drug as well. It's kind of the same as heroin, right? Um, but, th- but then you don't get addicted to it because that morphine is just a part of the environment of being in the hospital. And then when you go home and back to your daily life, you don't have any addiction towards this. Now, I don't know if this is uh, exactly what it said, because I don't really remember the details, but sure. it sounds Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. You, you've you've removed yourself from that old environment of being in the hospital and getting getting the morphine to deal with the with the pain. No, not, not everybody. Like some people will actually maintain that... Uh, that habit of like I need my morphine, but for a lot of people, the cues, the cues that initially mm-hmm. led to their body becoming addicted to the morphine or becoming dependent on the morphine uh, are removed, and it's just it's just out of their minds, you know. And, and this is, and it, of course, it, like if yeah. if if a soldier, if an American soldier, when like they could they could do a tour, a uh, tour of duty, uh, be, be start taking heroin, they return to America. And then they, they've completely stopped the, the habit, the bad habit. And they're like, okay, cool, I'm fine. Then they go right back to the United, to, to Vietnam. They're back in for a second tour. And the habit like just instantly, instantly uh, kicks in again. And it's, it's all in subconscious. So like, mm-hmm. Daniel, uh, you know, you know, those, uh, the slot machines that you see in Las Vegas, you know, you pull the, you pull the lever and it, it, uh, you know, you come in a price. If, if we walk past the yeah. casino, and we hear the kind of the sounds of the slot machines. It it, it might have it had probably have no effect on us. It'll have no effect on us. But somebody who's dealing with gambling addiction, the the the, the bad habit of a constant gambling, they walk past the casino and they hear that mm-hmm. the the sound of the slot machines or the music like that for them is the the trigger, and it, it brings them it brings them right back into that bad habit. So, uh, but again, it's it's like make it. Uh, like if 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 there are things right. that are triggering bad habits, uh, go a different way. Like just change your environment. If you can't, you can't change your habits. Then change the environment. Like move move to a different neighborhood. Do, do whatever you do whatever you need to take to break those really bad habits that are destructive to your life. Right, and exactly. And usually those bad habits. I think that. The re- what, what they really start with is usually quite a good experience. Perhaps let's say you go to the casino for the first time and you win a lot of money. Then that idea is what you're like getting familiar with the casino. Like, all right, so does that mean that casino equals a lot of money? And that feeling gets kind of stored with all the other external stimulation that you've been going through. And mm. your mind can kind of form an idea that this is a good place. 
even though you know logically that it's not, but your body has kind of like uh, conditioned itself to believe that it is. And so you go there more to get that good experience. The same with people who uh, cannot handle their alcohol consumption. They might have a great first experience with alcohol and they get attached to that feeling yep. and try to chase, chase that feeling again and again. Um, you know, and, and that great first experience could lead to a destructive habit. And people who have a horrible first experience, let's say with alcohol, or they go to the casino and they don't have any success, which is usually the case, um, then yep. they feel like, oh, this is just shit. Why would I want to do this again? Great point, Daniel. That's, that's really good, yeah. Get into it. So that's a very sen sensitive point there. Right. In yeah. The it's uh, it, it's all it, that's a really really good point. It's it's the guy who, I mean, funnily enough, the, the guy who goes to the casino and loses a ton of money on the first night, he's probably actually it's probably the best thing that could have happened to him because the guy who goes and wins a load of money, he's like he's getting he's getting that uh, that rush of adrenaline and it's it's triggering things in the brain and uh, that kind of that that buzz you get it's like oh yeah i, I want to experience this again you know um so yeah so sometimes sometimes what we think is good is right. that, like again winning big in the right. the casino or the slot machines oh, i was like this is great i've won i've won a couple hundred bucks it's like actually actually that's that's the start of a bad <laughs> habit formation and and and, and, and you know it's like a, 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 you you go to oh, yeah. um so I like, I, I would say this, and you've, you've probably experienced this as well, Daniel, like if somebody wants to take up uh, judo, for example, like they, they go, they go to one, they go to one um, judo club and they have a bad experience and then they just, no, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. And, uh, you, you know, like different clubs have different, different atmospheres. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we talked before about Toastmasters. Like somebody, somebody gave me a really good piece of advice when it came to uh, Toastmasters. Toast for your listeners, if they're not familiar with Toastmasters, it's a, it's a public speaking organization. So you know you learn to develop uh, public speaking skills. But they said each club has a, a distinct, unique atmosphere, and you really need to go to as uh, a couple of different clubs in your area and find out which one works for you. You know, and, uh, and and I'm actually I was really glad that somebody said that to me because uh, yeah. first time I went to uh, one particular club here. Now it was a really nice club. It was it was super professional, incredibly well organized, great people. But it was it was a uh, it was very formal. You know, kind of short and tight. I just kind of felt like, oh, this isn't me. But had had that person not said that to me, they said that's great. Okay, so this isn't the type of club you're looking for. Maybe you should come to a bit more relaxed. Try these few clubs here. Maybe, maybe, maybe that would suit your style. So, yeah. Right. And um, the YSTM, I mean, sorry, the Toastmasters thing that you mentioned right now, uh, I, I felt like right at home when I found YSTM. So I considered myself very lucky uh, finding that certain club. Now I had a few joint meetings with the, other clubs as well um but i, I don't know it uh, there was one club that also seemed a bit too formal for me and mm. stm yeah. just seemed to be the perfect fit <laughs> yeah that's good that's good and, and, and daniel i mean that that was you know you were trying to form a new habit your new habit was to to be uh to maybe to give a speech once a week you know that was your new habit and it's just you know find 
find something that works for you, you know, find a club that works for you. And again, people out there who are listening, if they, if their new habit is to get healthy, find a sport that works for you. If you want to go to the gym, find a gym that works for you. Like some, some, uh, some people like love having a lot of natural light. Maybe that's a top priority for you. You know, get, get the, join a nice gym that you just, you just love going there, you know? Mm. And, um, there is, there is a tendency with people, not not just like we are, we think of, you know, there's, there's a phrase buy cheap, buy often. You know, it's like, oh, I got this really cheap laptop, or I got, I got this really good deal in this laptop, but it breaks, it breaks after six months. Uh, don't like if you're if you're talking about setting goal, setting not setting goals, setting again, moving away from goals. But if you're talking about developing habits that will greatly benefit your life. Don't be afraid to, to spend a little bit of money on maybe a gym that is a little bit nicer or cleaner or like, like that, that woman I met here who she spent a little bit of money on cosmetics that she would put in the gym. Like these are, these are not big investments for the, uh, they're very, very, it's, it's a very, very cheap way. If you look at the big, the bigger, the bigger picture of developing these like habits that will just be hugely beneficial usually beneficial to your life right right and anyone can do it really i mean there are really no excuses if you think about it like logically you can change your habits if you want to it's just you gotta you gotta know a few strategies you know you gotta know yourself also self-awareness is extremely important um but then Mm. it's all good to go you can change your life and you can do what it is that you want to do and you can live live a very great conscious life in in the way that yes. you consider that it is possible yeah absolutely yeah and, and daniel you said it at the start of the show everyone has habits like people people have they have a routine they have a habit to do every day it's it's the person who jumps in the car and then they don't know how they arrive to work they're like how did i get here you know they they're just mm-hmm. they're on they're on autopilot so all people need to do is look at what they're already doing on autopilot and modify it and change it you enjoy watching netflix join a gym that uh, or you enjoy watching movies whatever it is join a gym that sometimes they have these um uh tvs in front of the, the treadmills or uh, get it get a get an exercise bike or a treadmill for your house and you know watch your favorite watch your favorite show that you always do and do it but only do it when you're on the treadmill um so just it's already there like there's if once you, once you become conscious of what you're already doing in your life and once you identify the habits you have, you can, you can build on that. You like listening to podcasts? Great. Don't change it. Listen to podcasts on a walk. Listen to podcasts on a hike. Yeah. I mean, you, you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to completely turn your life upside down uh, to, to make, a, like, again, small improvements will make a big, big difference in the long term. Wow. That's great advice right there. Uh, for everyone listening. Um, by the way, Dave, is there any other point uh, from the book that you would like to mention? Or do you think that you've uh, sealed the bag? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's it, uh, Daniel. Just, you know, to to um, to recap, you know, make it obvious. Make If you're trying to form a new habit, make it obvious. If you're trying to break a bad habit, a bad habit, uh, don't make it obvious. You know, uh, but instead of having that box of chocolates in the office or on the desk, have a, have a fruit bowl, and like uh, a, a lot of apples and uh, make it easy make the, the routine that you so you you've decided what your new habit is and make the routine as uh, uh, to, uh just avoid making it complicated just have a nice 
nice and simple. You want to go to the gym every day, pick a gym that's easy to get to. You know, pick something that's either close or something that you pass on the way to work and make the make the habit attractive. So make the experience de- desirable. It has to be something that you that you in, you 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 want to do. You want to do it's like you just you just you just really enjoy it. Uh, again, giving the example of sport, you want to get healthy, you want it, you want to take up a sport, just uh, find something that you enjoy doing. And the last one then is actually make make the habit itself the habit the actual the the the, the doing of the habit satisfying you know you as i said you like you like watching movies uh watch or you like listening to podcasts listen to a podcast on a walk listen to your podcast on a hike so yeah ma- uh, mix those habits that you currently have and those things that currently bring enjoyment into your life and then structure structure your new habit around around those things that around those things that you already have so you're not starting from scratch it's all the the base the the uh the foundation is already there you just gotta you just gotta build those good habits on top of those habits that you currently have Mm. perfect perfect and for all of you who have been listening uh if you want to form a new habit now you actually have the opportunity perhaps to uh, get a little bit more conscious learn some new things that you could use practically in your life to make your life better. Check out my YouTube channel, Conscious Motivations, as well as um, my Instagram page. And you should also subscribe to this podcast, uh, whether you're listening uh, on it uh, on Spotify uh, or Apple Podcaster or wherever, whatever platform you're choosing to use. Make sure you subscribe and uh, I promise I will continue giving you great, insightful episodes like the one we had today. Dave, thanks a lot for joining. Uh, I hope you've had a good time as well. Absolutely, Daniel. Always always great to catch up with you, and I hope your listeners enjoyed the show today. And yeah, absolutely fantastic. Let's, let's, let's catch up again soon. Absolutely. All right, everyone, take care and stay conscious. Mm-hmm.